And welcome to Beyond Dollars and Cents Health and Wealth Edition. I'm your host this week, Troy Garcia, Certified Financial Planner with Allen & Company. Um, I'm I'm super pumped, guys. Uh, I know we've had a few shows. We've done some traveling shows. We've done some mental health shows lately. Um, I'm going to be honest. This one's for me. I'm doing this show for me and other other watch enthusiasts. But um, I have an awesome guest today, um, Alex Schlindwein. Schlindwein, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. You got it. With Kiefer Jewelers, <laughs> um, they are authorized Rolex dealers, and I have had a um, slight obsession with Rolex in the past few years. Uh, you know, I've always had the idea of, of wanting one, um, and and never really thought. I would buy one till I don't know. You know, you think, oh, when I'm at 50, or you know, mm-hmm. the guy and the average guy thinks about, well, I'll get it when I meet this, or when I have my first kid, or when I get married. Um, but I've always just wanted one, and when I uh, when I felt like I got to the point where I could get one, I I told my wife, and she's like, well, what special event? And I was like, none. I just want one. Yeah. I want to do it. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> but um, but Alex is joining us here today. Uh, again, they're from. She's from Kiefer Jewelers. She'll tell us a little bit more about her and uh, their story. But um, just to fill you in, we uh, you know Rolex watches compared to many other brands have a history of a- appreciating in value. Um, I've I've written a couple blogs on it and just the idea of looking at watches should you consider it as an investment that's a tough one it really depends about your whole picture I would most most of the time you know probably you know it, it, I would tell you to consult with an advisor and really look at your whole picture um, but Rolexes have a history of appreciating compared to other watch brands who which um, a couple others do have appreciated, but really get into the details of which model and which year it was released and what special features they have. So today is just a, a show about um, about understanding Rolex, and we were fortunate enough to have Alex uh, make a trip all the way over here from Lutz to sit in studio with us. But just to kind of talk and have some fun and understand the process, because um, as you guys listen to the show, you'll you'll hear some things that kind of aren't normal when you just want to buy something nice. Rolex is kind of different. Um, and we're going to, we're going to dig into that a little bit, but anyway, Alex, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So Alex came all the way over from, from Lutz. They've got a couple stores. Tell us about your stores and where you guys are located and where people can find you. Yeah, definitely. So we're Kiefer Jewelers. We have two locations currently in Pasco County, uh, one in Lutz and one in Dade City in, in downtown. The Lutz location is right by the Tampa Premium Outlets, if you're familiar with that at all. It's really North Tampa. I feel like when you say yeah, Lutz, Lutes, people are people, like, yeah, what? Yeah. But it's Tampa's just growing into that area. Um, it was started in 1957 by the Kiefer family, and my parents uh, grew up working in the jewelry business as well, but always working for other people, worked for different corporations, worked for all the big names, uh, always dreamed of having their own business, and uh, my dad was actually at a Bucks game, and it wasn't wasn't a very pleasant Bucks game. They were l- losing pretty po- <laughs> badly, and the person next to them, they got in a conversation and talking about jewelry and business, and he said, you know, there's a cute jewelry store for sale in Dade City. You should go check it out. And they ne- my parents had never heard of Dade City before. Yeah. It's really only about 45 minutes north of Tampa. Adorable little town. It's really coming around and making lots of changes recently too. So if you want to make a day trip, I highly recommend it, especially on a Saturday. 
Um, but they went out there and took a look and made it. They made it happen, and we bought the business from the Kiefers in 1997. So oh, wow. this year is actually a big year for us. It's 65th anniversary for Kiefer Jewelers, and then the 25th anniversary of when my parents bought Very the business cool. from the Kiefers. So yeah, so we kept the name. We kept the Kiefer name in it just because it had been around so long. It was really a family household name of Dade City, um, and our last name is. Well, my maiden last name is Evia, which we felt like wasn't uh, going to make a good jewelry store <laughs> name. Evia. No one knows how to pronounce yeah. it or spell it when they look at it. Yeah. So we just kept Kiefer. We wanted to honor the family. Uh, it was just the Dade City store when we bought it. And then we opened the Lutz location shortly after and expanded. And um, you can find us there. But you can also find us online at KieferJewelers.com. And we do a lot e-commerce as well. We ship all over the United States now. Oh. So you can really shop with us. You have an online anywhere. shop? We do. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rolexes too? No Rolexes. Okay. Rolexes let us sell that's online, okay. sure. unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, but that's right. everything else we do online. Great. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so so you guys, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're North Tampa, is that what you said? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's not too far away. Yep. And the thing is, is people, when, you know, when you look it up, you think of the other big companies in Florida that, that are the Rolex dealers yep. that you don't think of the family owned. Yep. Did they have the, the, the uh, Rolex authorized dealer, dealer membership thing went before you guys bought it? No, okay. no, they didn't. And it always had been a dream of my parents. I found like old notes and, and goal sheets and things that they had made from a long time ago. Yeah. They always aspired to be a Rolex authorized it's a big dealer. Deal. It's a big deal and it's really hard yeah. to get it. And that's a whole story in itself, how that happened. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it was quite a process and we finally got approved for it took several years of kind of courting them yeah. to become one and we got the green light in 2008 so we've been an authorized dealer since 2008 and um, it's just currently in our Lutz location. Yeah. We have like the full Rolex boutique got and it. we have the exhibition models that you can try on and and do the whole 9 yeah. yards right now. So Awesome. Yeah. So, so I hear you say the exhibition models, and um, you know, one of the things just to explain again to our listeners uh, is, so in the probably in the past two years, Rolex demand has just gone absolutely through the roof. Yep. So if if you know if grandma, you got that Rolex that's been sitting in the jewelry box right for three, four, mm-hmm. ten years, fifteen years, and you say, well, it doesn't really work that well anymore, mm-hmm. go pull that thing out. And yeah. I bet if you take that to your local Rolex dealer or look it up online, you're going to find out that it's worth a lot more than you paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've seen a lot of uh, the classic go- uh, two-tone gold and uh, silver jubilee date just, yep. you know, and. Um, some of the uh, younger folks my age, is, I see them wearing it out, and I'm like, "Oh, that's a nice watch." They're like, "Oh, it was my grandmother's," but you know, I, I don't, it, I don't even think it works anymore. They don't wind it; they just wear it. And I'm like, "No, you need to know that those things are worth something now." Mm-hmm. Um, and so the demand of, of Rolex has uh, really gone through the roof in the past two years, and I think one of the main factors of that, just based on what I know and what I've read up on, is um, due to social media and Instagram. Um, do you, I mean, I know you're super into Instagram now, right? You got a nice following and, um, have you, do you have any kind of comments on, on why, or I mean, because in my opinion, and maybe I'll, I'll I'll stop. I think, you know, Rolex watches are jewelry. We have, we have, I have the time on my phone, right? Right. You know, so it's a way for me to express myself. It's a way for me to feel, um, like I have something of value, um, and I truly feel that uh, I think my obsession of watches comes from um, 
I think watches are a perfect combination of history, engineering, and art. I love that. And I think because it's such a cool combination, it just... I think it infatuates me in the sense of like, and, and I don't even really get into the movements mm-hmm. or I don't even get into the, I just like the way the dials look and the way that the watches are supposed to last so long. Um, but, but there, the so, social media movement, I think has, has people looking at watches in a different light and, and really seeing the coolness of them. Yeah. And, and so anyway, I, I'm just excited to, to um, talk about that a little bit more. We're going to take our first break, and then um, we'll be back in, in just a minute and, and keep this conversation going. And welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. We're talking with Alex Schlinwein from Kiefer Jewelers, um, and we're talking about watches, specifically Rolexes, um, because they have a long history of actually um, – uh, growing in value over time compared to a lot of other watch brands, and she's here to kind of enlighten us. and And we're just talking about how they have gained this traction in the past few years. But I think one of them, which I was talking about, was because of Instagram, people taking pictures of them, people showing them off a little bit, um, and and so much that you can't even keep one in the store. I mean, literally, right? I mean, can you know any model, anything? Just do people just like show up and say, "What do you've got? Have you got? I want to buy it." Oh, yeah, definitely. Really? And, yeah, and a package comes in, and everything's pretty much out the door the same day. Really? Yeah. I mean, because I assume you, so the way it works typically is you guys kind of keep a list of your, um, not preferred people, but people who have inquired about watches, right? Yeah, not like a list per se, but we, we what we like to call, register your interest. Yeah. And we like to do that in person just so that we can put a face to the name. We can really, we can show you the exhibition models, let you try things on. And you'd be surprised how many times somebody thinks they want a Daytona, but then when they try it on, they mm-hmm. it's too small for them or mm-hmm. it just doesn't do what they thought it would do for them. Or and then they, and they end up with something totally different. Ah. So then that way we can really make sure we know exactly what you want. Um, we register your interest, yep. and then basically once something comes in um, that's you know that we've located for you, then we let you know, and it's so much fun we get to make that special phone call and yeah. let someone know that today's the day. So that's how it works right now, which is pretty crazy. And I think, and that's something actually to note is even if someone is unsure about a watch, they still want to get you still want to put it on their wrist to make sure it is Absolutely. the watch, right? Because it's a big investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, how often does someone come in and say, ah, I'm just not, I'm not sure about it, and they actually do change their mind? It actually happens fairly frequently, oh, I'd good. say. And sometimes it's just colors or sizes that they change their mind on. You know, maybe they thought they wanted the Datejust 41 millimeter, yeah. but then it feels a little big, big. on their wrist, so then they go down to a 36 millimeter, or maybe they thought they wanted a steel and gold, but then once they put it on, it feels too flashy for yeah. them. So there can be just little tweaks like that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. everybody sees on social media, oh, I just want this watch. I just yeah. want this watch. Yeah. And I think the the main uh, watch of that that has taken on that is the white Daytona, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, I mean, that thing, I imagine you're... Uh, registration of interests is probably <laughs> thousands of pages long. It is. Yeah. It is. That's a popular one. Um, and so in that, I think that is because that's the one you see all over social media all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, uh, you know, I mean, you, you probably tell people two, three years, maybe at the earliest, mm-hmm. right? If mm-hmm. they can, if they really want it 
And yeah. um, but you guys are looking to establish relationships, right? Yes. That's that's I think the most important thing for you guys in your business is you guys want to have a relationship of somebody, people that trust you guys. You have good quality products, good quality jewelry, and they can come back and find that special thing for their loved one or whatever. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, and we get a lot of phone calls and emails from people that aren't local, and yeah. Rolex really advises us to, no. for them to find their closest authorized Rolex dealer and do an establish an in-person relationship mm-hmm. with them. So we do try to service our local area and service them first. Of course, there are some people that are so committed that they would hop on a plane yeah. to come purchase something from us if we got something from them. And it has happened. But wow. we, we do like to try to stay you know, yeah. true to our local community. So. And that's wonderful that you mm-hmm. would you would do that. But at the same time, the guy that's hopping on the plane, yeah. he can probably buy a plane ticket there and back and, and still save money, <laughs> save money. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's another thing that our listeners you know, might not know. So, um, you know, today, if you were able to get your hands on a Rolex mm-hmm. brand new from an authorized dealer, um, you're that's probably going to be the most affordable option of getting that watch you want versus finding it on the secondary market. Yes. Yes. Uh, people just like the. And I guess that's a thing. That's a point that that confuses a lot of just general people. Are like, oh, I just want to watch. I'll get an old used one. I'll, I'll you know, get a cheap one that's yep. kind of beat up and and you know maybe needs service. When those probably cost the most. Exactly. Yeah. And it's truly it's due to the demand because the demand is so high. You can't just walk into a Rolex authorized dealer. Yeah. And buy that watch. So people are paying more for it on the secondary market. It's really insane. And so, um, and and I think that's a good point to bring up about when you think about watches as an investment, um, because the secondary market is what drives that price of, mm-hmm. of buying and selling. Because tr- frankly, there there aren't very many available um, straight, or there aren't any available from an authorized dealer. So a lot of people go to the secondary market because they want their watch now. Mm-hmm. But if you would have bought that uh, your favorite watch three months ago and tried to sell it today, you would find out that it's gone down, come down considerably in value purely on the secondary market. Um, but if you get uh, our authorized dealers, they are required to right, sell that watch at its retail price. Yes, that is correct. We cannot sell it for any more than retail price. Yeah. Our account would get closed if we did that. And even if we had a pre-owned, like a true pre-owned that's similar to something that we might have brand new. Yep. We cannot sell it for secondary market prices. Really? And we really try to stay away from all that anyways. And I, I just don't like how yeah. the market has really gone in that direction. But it is the most literal example of supply and demand. Mm-hmm. I mean, this should be in a textbook for a marketing class yeah. or something because yeah. it's, you know. And, and Rolex makes a lot of watches a year. They do. They I know. And I think there's this idea that Rolex has created this. Yeah, that they've, they've, they've dropped their supply right. to drive up the demand. Right, but which is not true at not all. And I mean, of course, they want they want demand for their product. Every brand wants that. Yeah. But they wouldn't want this to this level. They are definitely losing sales sure. and business because they can't, can't pump them out up. fast enough. And part of it is that it takes a year to build a Rolex. Mm. So it's not like they can just say, okay, make 200 more Submariners next month. I mean, they're planning 12 months in the future for production at that level, and they are literally maxed out. Um, They're currently uh, moving their offices in New York City, but also in Switzerland. They are. They also have their sister, their brother brand, mm-hmm. Tudor. Yeah. Um, Tudor is produced in the same facility right now, but Tudor is getting its own facility, and that's mo- all that production's moving out, oh. allowing them to expand and have more room for production for Rolex and more room for Tudor production. 
So that should help with uh, with the product as well. But we have received roughly about 10% more this year than we did the year before, oh. and then 10% more that year than the yeah. year before. So we are getting more product each year. Yeah. It's just, it still can't catch yeah. up with the demand. And people might think that, um, you know, uh, Rolex is just rolling in the dough, right? Mm-hmm. They're just taking it all in. But what a lot of people don't know is Rolex is a nonprofit. Exactly. Right? They're, mm-hmm. they're just um, making the watches. They're paying their their people. They're paying their CEO. And then they're donating up to 90% of their profits. Exactly. To to whatever it may be. Yeah. And so, you know, you think they're just cash grabbing. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just I find that so interesting of them being a nonprofit. I know. And I, they don't really promote it. No. And I think that's what makes it even like cooler, cooler because right? they're not doing it for yeah. the brag. They're not doing it because they should be doing it. They do it because they really believe that yeah. it's the right thing to do. And Hans Wilsdorf, the founder of Rolex, I mean, he's always he was a very much a future thinker. And he started the foundation in the 1940s. Huh. And he didn't have any children. His wife had just passed away. And he was already thinking about what's the future of Rolex, even though like if you were him, would you really even care, you know, if you what what was going to happen since it wasn't passing down to anybody? Yeah. So it's really interesting that he was thinking like that yeah. and set this up in the 1940s. Wild. You know, and um, yeah, and then it they donate. We don't even know the exact amount. They don't share the exact amount of how much they, they give to different charities, mm-hmm. but it's things that their name is not on it whatsoever. So it's really neat. How cool. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the other piece of that is, you know, everyone listening might say, well, you know, how, how many watches are they making? And what I've read, and maybe you can, you know that exact number, but I think they make somewhere upwards of 800,000 watches a year. That sounds about right. They don't share the exact number yeah. with us, but if you do the math, I think that sounds somewhere about right. There. So mm-hmm. they make a lot of watches. They still can't make enough because mm-hmm. um, people are, are wanting to, to purchase them. Mm-hmm. But, but theoretically, if someone were to buy a GMT or something today and they did want to sell it the second day, which obviously you would hopefully um, kind of um, vet that person and make sure that that's not the person you want to sell exactly. your watches to. Mm-hmm. But if they did, well, the second they walk out of your store with that watch, you know, the, the price goes up four, five, six, seven thousand dollars mm-hmm. instantly, right? Yep. And so that that's just to give you folks an idea of of kind of uh, how the this demand has worked over over this past year. But um, this is this is cool. Um, we're going to jump into maybe some models or some other things, but uh, we're going to take our second break and, um, and then we'll be back uh, to dig in a little bit more. And welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. I'm your host, Troy Garcia, Certified Financial Planner with Allen & Company. Uh, and we're talking watches today. And we're talking um, uh, watches and the idea of potentially being... Um, you know, people thinking it's an, an investment, but it really all depends on your full picture. So I don't want to say, oh, yeah, it's a great investment because you really don't know. And it all depends on when you buy and what and when you're selling. And really, if you buy a watch, you need to buy a watch for yourself. And you need to, watch a, a, to buy it to wear it for yourself. It's not really something that you're going to turn around and make money on um, or you should expect to turn around and make money on. So just to make that clear, but the rest of this is kind of my secret obsession that I watch YouTube. My wife would kill me. I, I, I watch YouTube videos on watches all the time just for fun. And you mentioned Tudor earlier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the new Tudor 39 just got released like mm-hmm. last week. So I was like, I wonder if she has one of those. Oh, no. I don't. No, I'm sure. I wish I did. I'm sure you got 100 calls the day it was announced. <laughs> Um, but speaking of particular watches, you know, um, you know, when somebody wants to buy one, 
uh, you know, what's what's the experience? Because unfortunately now there aren't you can't go and look at every model in a case, right? So it's hard to uh, see what it would look like or picture it on your wrist. You just have to kind of call and say, I think I want this one, right? Yeah, I mean, we do have a, a decent selection of the exhibition models. and then, What's an exhibition model? So it's basically, it, it is a fully functioning watch. And we have um, a selection of them in our store. Okay. And they're in the showcase, and but they are not for sale. So they are Got just it. for trying on. For that purpose. For that purpose. Oh, okay. We don't have the warranty cards on them. We are not allowed to sell them. But Got it. there is literally no difference between that and that same same model yeah. coming in that would be sellable. So so that was Rolex's solution to mm-hmm. giving people more exposure and actually having something in the counter mm-hmm. uh, so that people could see them yeah. because other than the exhibition models, the rest are gone. Yeah. Okay. We had empty, we had empty showcases for almost all, an entire all year. All of COVID. All of COVID. <laughs> it started. We thought it was kind of cool, like right when it started, when we were selling yeah. down on our yeah on our inventory. Of course, because so you guys fast. were selling everything. Right. We were making all these sales. It was great. But then we we got down and we were like, we had one watch left, and we're like, oh my gosh, could we like sell out of them? And we sold that one, and we're like, "Wow, this is so cool!" And then a year later, we're like, "This isn't cool anymore." No. And people were getting really frustrated, yeah. coming in, seeing empty showcases. Sure. So at first, when Rolex told us this idea of the exhibition models, they told us that they were going to send them with no movements. Okay. Um, and that you know eventually we'd have to send them back, and yeah. I don't know what they would do with them. But now they're telling us that, um, or they gave us you know fully functioning watches, yeah. and at some point. They are going to allow us to sell those models as pre-owned models, oh. maybe once they want to update our exhibition models. So that's kind of cool. And, you know, there's always those couple people that don't understand it. And they yeah. say, legally, you have to sell me that watch. It's really? Right, it's in the case. It's right there. And we're like, actually, no, we don't. <laughs> but yeah. so there's some people that are still confused by it. But most people really love it, yeah. especially when... You know, you want to be able to try it on, see how it feels. And then we do have the catalogs that we mm-hmm. give everyone for free when you come in. Oh. And it's, I mean, it's a nice yeah. big catalog. I mean, it's like a coffee table piece, you know. Ooh. So everyone gets one of those for free just for coming in really? and, and taking the tour of the Rolex area. Yep. You know, we'll give you your beverage of choice while you're trying on watches. Cool. So we try to roll out the red carpet. Troy's putting in his Google Maps right uh, now. I'm, I know, I'm, right? I'm, He's like, <laughs> I got to clear a meeting this afternoon and I'm driving over. <laughs> So and then you know we have we have an iPad right there too where you can like configure your yep, watch on the yep, Rolex website. Yep. I'm sure you played around with that. Never. And so we never. do that. I only hours the on the day so. I put together different watches on the website. <laughs> Find all the combinations. <laughs> you probably know there's uh, two thousand one hundred forty three yeah, combinations. Yeah. So. <laughs> How cool. So yeah, and that's one of the things you know when um, some of the forums I read up on and uh, somebody will get their new watch and they'll say, oh, I got the, a Rolex pen or they gave me a cool umbrella mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you get the notepad or you get a, ja- you know, some people they post on, you get like a rain, like a jacket oh, yeah. or, of they sorts. They have all kinds of stuff. So that, and it, if you go on eBay, you can see yep. all of it. Yep. And I had to actually like, when I, when I bought my Explorer one, I was, I kind of messaged my person and I said hey is there like a travel pouch or something you mentioned it is mm-hmm. there a way and she's like yeah I get it to you and then I never really heard anything oh. so it kind of stinks but I ended up finding one on eBay I bought okay and so I got like a, a little velvet pouch or yeah, something yeah, yeah. for my watch so when I travel I can keep it in there That's cool. but um but all those things everybody wants to know and I'm sure there is no uh like rhythm to it or or, or certain way you go about it but you know what if if somebody's like well I just really want to get the umbrella mm-hmm. right uh, you, do you do you guys 
you know, make, no I mean, obviously you want to please your customer, so you kind of make note of it, but if it's not available, it's not available. But how do you guys just, how does that work? It's kind of, we just keep it in our, in the yeah. back of our heads. And if we find the right opportunity and we have something, we'll do yeah. it. Um, it can be very random sure. when we have things and when we don't and what we have. But some reasons that we might give somebody, uh, we call it Rolex swag, is swag. like the official yeah. terminology. Um, but some reasons we might give that is if someone makes a really big purchase, like an all sure. gold model or a platinum model, yeah. maybe they buy two. Yeah. Um, or if they refer a, a new client to us that makes a purchase, Got we it. might reward them with some Rolex swag. Or if just somebody has been waiting a really long yeah. time for something and we just feel bad for them, yeah. <laughs> we might give them Great. something. So we try our best. Is that, and, and maybe it varies, but is that also uh, has to be purchased or is it a gift? Oh no, we are. You're not allowed to sell them. You're not. Yeah, okay. so it's purely as a gift. Cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's pretty neat. I mean, because yeah, that again, all the the on the internets, they yeah. they're like, oh, how do you get this and how would you if get we that? We find out that you've sold one of our <laughs> gifts on the internet. You're dead to us. Yeah. So don't do that. Yeah. So so what are your so what are your um oh I actually has the average age of, of person buying Rolexes, has that come down quite a bit? It has. This whole stigma of Rolex being, you know, your grandfather's watch yeah. is dead and gone. Yeah. So we have a lot of millennials, even some Gen Z coming in and understanding the value in the brand. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, at first it wasn't like that, but now people are seeing that this is truly a product that not only is your money safe in, you know, you could liquidate it if you needed to, yep. um, but it's something that gets passed down for generations. And I mean, the Datejust today looks very similar mm -hmm. to the Datejust from the 1950s, as well as like the Submariners. I mean, there's very little change to them. And all of the designs that Rolex came up with are what's basically copied yeah. by every other watch brand, yeah. but they were the originals in most of the case um, in the stylings. And I think that people are going back to uh, finding value in that and uh, and just the image that Rolex gives yeah. too. So I think that's, I mean, it truly is a status symbol when someone walks yeah. in a room and they're wearing a Rolex, you know they're somebody. Sure. I mean, there's no no doubt to that. It, you know, when you when you watch every golf tournament, mm -hmm. when you watch Wimbledon, yep. right? Just had Wimbledon, right? And the, the champion. US Open. The, the, and you don't see it on camera, but I notice as soon as they, like, it's official. They won. They immediately. I, I see. T I've seen tennis players run to their bag, put on their ro Rolex, yep. just for all this picture ceremonies. Yep. But like literally, like jog over before anything happens. Before they even like celebrate, mm -hmm. in a sense, they're putting on their watch. Some of them wear it during the yeah, match. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> which is crazy. But yeah, so so Rolex does a great job of obviously building that the, with the marketing and, and making it a prestigious thing and making it a, a watch of champions of or whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um. But they, they've done uh, a really incredible job. Um, do you guys repair Rolexes? We do, yes. Do. So in, we In store? Not in store. Okay. We do send them to the Rolex service center. We yeah. like to send, there's um, a couple in the U.S. We like to send to the Dallas one. We just find that they're a little faster sometimes. Really? Yep. So we do send it to Dallas. We highly recommend if you are going to get your Rolex service to at least make sure that you are doing it through an authorized Rolex dealer, which you can find yep. on the Rolex website. There are some that have in-house watchmakers mm -hmm. that are certified through Rolex. Um, that's something we aspire to have. We don't have the room for it quite yet, but we're working on figuring out how to expand to, to fit that for the future. 
But um, and then we do we can do the polishing of the re- the case and the you bracelet in house. So oh. which I don't recommend doing there too you go. too I often. Was gonna jump, I was going to jump in there. Yep. So it takes a thin layer of the metal off yep. every time you do that. So really, Rolex says they only recommend doing it once per um, Service. servicing. And they say service so every ten years. They say ten years. Yeah. So yeah. So once every ten years. Yeah. So it's okay if it gets some scratches oh, and it's got some. I got some dings. Got some yeah. Love marks. Yeah. You know. So that's okay. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that's what everyone recommends: is mm-hmm. don't polish a Rolex. Yeah. It, it has those, those are stories. Those are you know those are I that's like history that. of the yeah. watch, and that's and and so they. Uh, other sources say you shouldn't send it to an authorized dealer because they might polish it instead. But oh. but I can understand yeah. why you would say, well, no, mm-hmm. you need to send it to a Rolex authorized dealer. You don't yeah. want any just anybody working on your you know, right. expensive watch. Right. And you can actually request not to have it polished if yeah. you don't want it okay. polished when you have it serviced. Gotcha. So. Um, Do you have to have a certificate of authenticity to have it sent to an authorized uh so they have no. serial numbers inside. Yeah, it's got hey, the serial see, numbers. You, you know can ask me those about. questions. Thank you, John. <laughs> okay, sure. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, you you don't. Okay. Um, if you want it done under warranty, sure. you would. So yeah. roll, all brand new Rolexes come with a five year warranty. Okay. So if you wanted it done under warranty, you would need your warranty card. Right. But other than that, you don't need it. It's yeah. beneficial and definitely valuable. So obviously, keep your warranty card and your box and everything. That's another thing. People like sell the boxes on eBay for two hundred dollars, sure. and then you don't have the box anymore. And it's like, what? Why? Why'd you do that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of the things where they say when you buy your watch is keep everything. Yep. Keep the bag. Mm. Keep the box. Keep the papers. Everything. Because truthfully, I mean, you know, you can. I mean, people steal watches all the time. If you hear in London and in uh, New York, well, Rolex or people are looking specifically for Rolexes and stealing them. So mm-hmm. be careful. Don't you know? Know where you're wearing your watch when you're out. Mm-hmm. But um, but um, uh, yeah. I mean, you have to be aware of where you're wearing it and things like that. I just lost my train of thought. But um, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, Rolex education. Okay. Right, so uh, us nerds like to watch videos and see the new models and <laughs> yep. stuff. Does Rolex have requirements for you guys to be up to date on all that? Yes, very stringent requirements, actually. Um, they have a training app now that they have all of our sales associates subscribe to, have accounts on, and each month it pushes out some new training modules for our associates to complete, and we're actually, it's measured by Rolex. If we don't complete the training modules, we get our account basically gets dinged and they Mm. do like an overall annual rating of our account every year and that's something that goes into that so they hold us to a pretty high standard there and they are hard the last month the the one training module and i'm like i'm a straight a student so when i don't get 100 percent, i'm like pissed off (laughs) and i failed one of the training modules and i had to take it again and i'm like oh my gosh i gotta step up my game i gotta like take notes and really and so they're hard and it's um it's really interesting stuff though and it's very uh, I mean, it's done very well because Rolex does everything, yeah, you know, to the, the to the to the top so level. This... Um, and then they do host an in-person two-day training uh, in our area about once a year that we'll get to send one or two associates to. And that's kind of cool to get to go and do some training in person. They'll bring product and stuff like that. And then um, sometimes they invite us to New York City to get to further our training and eventually they would ask you to go on to Geneva and do some training Ooh. there, which that's like I keep pushing my uh, rep like, yeah. hey, I want to go to Geneva. Yeah. We got invited last year to um, 
to the Watches and Wonders convention, yeah. but COVID was still a little crazy, sure. and I was nervous because I have a, a baby and everything, yeah. and just if you ha- you had to have a negative test to yep. come Go back and come back, yeah. and I'm like, God forbid, I tested sure. positive over there and have to quarantine over there for yeah. like I want to say still over there it two was weeks two weeks, or so I'm like, oh, I can't take that risk. But next year, I'm hoping we'll get invited again, and maybe I'll actually get to go to switzerland and get to see oh like gosh. the new models released when they get released which i think is so cool how awesome I know. how awesome what are some of your favorite models i mean i could yeah. go off i mean i'll share a couple of mine but okay okay yeah obviously i have the gmt master 2 yeah, yeah. which is my baby yeah um i had the picture of it as my lock screen on my cell phone for wow. like two years while i was saving up for it yeah. and at that time me and my husband we were just dating and he like did not understand it. He was like, I don't get why you would spend so much money on a watch. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, it's not everyone's cup of tea, yeah. whatever. You know, not everyone's perfect. <laughs> I love it. And then I finally got my watch yeah. and he's like, can I try it on? Yeah. Can I touch it? Can I? <laughs> and then and he's then like, he's oh, like, I think I need oh, one. Oh no, I want one. Yeah, of course he does. So he now has a Daytona. Oh, he does very... have a wide dial Daytona wow. that he lets me wear sometimes. I would be scared to wear that <laughs> right? guy. Right. I know. It pretty much sits in the watch winder most yeah. of the time. And yeah. then he has a steel and gold blue Submariner. Very cool. So obviously we love all those. My next Next, um, my next one that I would love to get is a day date, like yeah. all yellow gold yeah. with the president yeah. bracelet, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. But you know, just had a baby, we're buying a house, so oh, like yeah. we'll be responsible right hey, now. You just, you just sell one watch, that. you have a nice down payment. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't. Cool. This is my baby. No, I and know. this is kind of cool. Um, when you work for an authorized Rolex yeah. dealer, you can have an opportunity to buy one straight from Rolex, wow. and they engrave your name on the back of the the case. How cool! Kind of. I mean, you could, you know, have it taken off and resell it. But the idea no, is that you wouldn't do that. Life. And like, so yeah, this this is my baby. Yeah. Because of that, and it just um, definitely represents like my first big accomplishment. Yeah. So. How oh, yeah. cool! So, what are your favorite models? Oh man, so so yeah, I think my biggest, the biggest one is the the Pepsi GMT, right? Okay. That's that's kind of yeah. the the one I'm I'm mm-hmm. shooting for now. But I, I kind of was, well, I'll I'll go back and tell you a little bit. So at first, once I got to the point where where I was comfortable with the idea of personally being a financial advisor and planning all my money and saving and setting aside. Yeah. Um, we had, me and my wife kind of had, uh, had met some of our financial goals of, of where we wanted to be and we were stable. And so I kind of just tossed the question out to her, which my wife was very oblivious of, of watches. She mm-hmm. knew I liked them, but she has no, didn't really have any relative idea of how much they cost. So mm-hmm. I was, I, we were walking through the mall and, and she mentioned she, she wanted something which was kind of expensive. I said, you know, yeah, you can, you know, you could get that. I would love it. if you get that. I can get a watch. And she's like, yeah, you don't have to ask me to get a watch. Aww. And I was like, really? And you're like, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> and that's where she, her like eyes lit up and she's like, well, wait a minute. Uh-huh. What are they? And then we had a little bit longer conversation, uh-huh. but it was good that we talked about it. Right. Yep. Cause you got to clear that out. And we talked about it. And so she finally was like, yeah, if that's what you've been wanting and this, mm-hmm. you know, and so we went in and, and had a nice talk and to, with the, with the dealer. Um, and I was just, you know, trying to start on the low end, right? I mean, not low end, but the most uh, attainable mm-hmm. sports model, yeah. right? And and I didn't really care for a date. I just wanted yeah. a, 
a, a, a basic dial that goes mm-hmm. with everything. And I think now that the Explorer One comes in a thirty, a smaller size, mm-hmm. I'm very happy I got the thirty nine miller because I'm a, I'm six foot two. I'm a little bit bigger right. guy. I didn't really want a smaller watch. I know you got it just um, in time. I got it the year they discontinued That's it. That's crazy. Like six months before they discontinued it. Yeah. Um, so I was excited to get it, and I've had it for since what three? I've had it three years now, and um, love it. But mm-hmm. there's there's always another one out there that I'm thinking. I know. About. I know. There's so many cool models that people uh, don't talk about, too. So Well, we're going to take our last break. Uh, we will be back talking watches um, with Alex Schlinwein. Yeah. Got it. Okay. From Kiefer <laughs> Jewelers. Thanks. <laughs> and welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. Thank you guys for being here and joining us. Uh, I'm your host, Troy Garcia, Certified Financial Planner. Uh, we've been talking wa- watches with uh, Alex. Well, actually, talking watches is a show that I watch on other social media. But anyway, oh, yeah. we've been talking We're about gonna watches. We're going to start our own. Yeah, right. Start <laughs> our own podcast. Uh, but talking about watches and um, Kiefer Jewelers being an uh, authorized Rolex dealer, we've been talking about the experience and kind of the market overall of the wa- of watch market, um, of, the, of watches and things like that. But, um, you know, something I didn't ask you, what other brands do you guys Oh, yeah, definitely. So we carry Roberto Coin, John Hardy. Those are all very yeah. complimentary to Rolex. They're kind of, I would say Roberto Coin is like the jewelry version of Rolex oh. as far as quality and everything. It's really cool. It's all made in Italy. It's 18 karat gold. They put this little hidden ruby somewhere on the piece mm. that's made to like touch the wearer's skin. And they believe that brings good luck and prosperity to the wearer. So really cool. Um, John Hardy, I have my whole John Hardy stack next to my Rolex, which I love. Um, And then we have Michelle watches. That's a great ladies option for a watch if you're not ready to fully like get into the price levels of Rolex. Um, And then, of course, we have lots of house brands, too. Or like we like to find lots of up and coming designers that maybe you haven't heard of yet, but have really good quality products and a cool story behind them. We love finding things that are made in the U.S. as much Mm -hmm. as possible or like a family um, family owned manufacturer. And of course, we look for ethically sourced and sustainable as much as possible too so we have a little bit of everything and that's something that um our listeners need to think about too is you know with with this jewelry there's always a cool story behind it right rolex does a great job of telling the story behind each watch uh what the reasoning for the design and why they created it and uh uh, you know like the explorer mine is mount everest and right the the trip trip to the mountain and then they have other watches like the submariner and um uh James Cameron and a thousand leagues under the sea or something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Kind of, kind of sort of something like that. And then, yeah. you know, every watch has a, a sky dweller for, for, um, pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, a Milgauss for engineers, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat and it different. Is so cool. I think the Milgauss is like the most underrated watch. I think so. It is so neat. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, my prediction is they're going to redesign it or something. So, you know, I think it does need a revamp, even yeah. though I like the way it looks, but yeah. The green crystal is really cool. cool. And so a lot of people don't know this. Like Rolex has thousands of patents on all kinds, mm-hmm. on every little piece inside the movement and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they never got a patent on the green crystal because they feel, well, they don't want they don't want to release like how they make it. Yeah. And they feel like it's so complicated to make. No one no else will figure bother. it out. So they're not going to bother getting a patent on it. Wow. It's like, it's kind of their little low key flex, I feel yeah. like. So fun little fact. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. But yeah, each watch has a story. Um, Every from the full line from Datejust to to the 
um, it's a presidential bracelet, but it's the day date watch, yes, right? Yes, I got roasted about that. Did you? Actually, we had an attempted robbery. It was a while ago, yeah. but we ended up on the news about it. And I said in the interview, the presidential uh, uh, like Rolex, but I was obviously having a stressful day. Yeah. And people roasted me for that because it's technically the day yeah. date with the president bracelet. But I'm internet. like, come on, guys. People call it the they presidential. It's like calling this the Batman, yeah. you know. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, so anyway. that's the correct terminology. Well, tell everybody again <laughs> uh, uh, where we can find you if they want to come visit, drop into the boutique and, and see some watches. Yeah. Where can they go? Yeah. So you can find us in Lutz on State Road 54, right by the Tampa Premium Outlets. I promise it's not that far of a drive. Yeah. From Polk County, anywhere in Polk County, um, and obviously anywhere in Tampa. And then we do have a location in Dade City as well. But if you want to see the Rolexes, you have to go to Lutz. And then you can find us online at KieferJewelers.com. And we do ship anywhere in the U.S. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. Again, you know, if, if you're thinking about it or you need to talk to an advisor and think about yeah. it, right? And make sure your finances are in order. Come see me over at Allen & Company. We can have a conversation uh, just to make sure you're in the right place because making an investment like that is a big decision. Sure. Um, and so running it by a professional of, of just giving you their full uh, recommendation on what you should do, you should definitely consider. Um, we're over at 1401 South Florida Avenue in Lakeland. Um, you can find us online as well, alleninvestments.com. This uh, podcast is going to be on our website under our health and wealth podcast we'll find it here in a few uh here soon um but yeah this has been so much fun i know i agree i can't believe that i get paid to do this this is fun Ta- I, I i guess <laughs> technically i get paid to do this yeah, too so you do. this is fun we should do this maybe again at some point i think point. we should um but <laughs> yeah i can make this more of my regular regular routine um so go check them out and loots um and come see us at allen company if you have any questions we appreciate y'all listening um And we're going to go ahead and uh, call it a day. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for for joining us. Um, We'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult with an appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Guests appearing on the show and their respective companies are not affiliated with LPL Financial and Allen & Company. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC.